With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> a senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to another quiz show. It's the third one in a row. Mix things up a bit. Making his debut tonight will be the caller. But, you know, without any further ado, I'll pass you over to the quiz master himself, Mr. Sebastian Short. How are you doing, Seb? I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Going a little bit stir crazy from the lockdown. Uh, probably need to get out of the house a bit more, but I'm taking this lockdown seriously. Um, so, yeah, I need some human contact. This is the best you'll have to do. It's getting harder, I must admit. I've just cried at Britain's Got Talent, so the lockdown is definitely getting to me. But uh, this is my um, this is my time out, so uh, fingers crossed uh, it goes well and put a smile on a few people's faces. <laughs> right, do you want to crack on with it? Do you want to introduce the, uh, the the other two and uh, and we'll go from there? I'll leave it to you, Franco. Right. Yeah, as I mentioned, all the way from up north uh, joining us tonight is the caller. How are you doing, caller? Um, well, while you're all in lockdown, I, I don't feel like anything's changed really. I'm still going to work. It's still um, <clears throat> really exciting working in retail and never more so than now. Um, so, yeah, I feel um, like it's a miracle I haven't got coronavirus yet. Yeah, you're just less dealing with shoplifters and more dealing with people not keeping their two metre distance in the queue, I guess. That's right. Get back! Get back! <laughs> hey, I'm talking to you. Uh, we're also joining us all the way from Austria is uh, the Harlow Glowtrotter. How are you doing, HG? Yeah, not bad. Um, we've had really good weather this week, so it's been fun to sit at home all day. And uh, yeah, no, life is all right. I really can't complain. Yeah, it's been the same here. It's been absolutely glorious. <laughs> it's like the nicest spring we've had in ages. And I was really surprised today because I thought loads of people would be out on the streets, but people are still respecting the lockdown. And to right, they should uh, a few more weeks and hopefully uh, we'll be over the worst and then we can have a little bit of time back outside and then <laughs> get ready for another lockdown in a couple of months, I reckon. 
Anyway, well, hopefully we'll see some football as well at some point this year. Um, it's looking less and less likely uh, that we'll actually get inside a stadium, but maybe we'll see some behind-closed-doors football soon enough. But until then, we're just going to have to keep doing quizzes and, and talking about general stuff. So, Seb, you prepared another quiz for us and some questions. So, uh, do you want to crack into it, mate? I will, yeah. It, I must admit, it's getting harder to try and f- find uh, football-related questions <laughs> in which to uh, which to do the quiz. But I'll tell you what, guys, let's start with an actual football question. It might be made-up football, um, but it's still football nonetheless. Um, during the lockdown, the kind folk at football manager have been allowing people to download the game for free. So, I genuinely want to know, uh, if you could take the reins at any football club, who would it be? I want a decent answer here based on kind of current squads, pressures of the job, expectations, etc. Um, HG, you can go up first as the uh, current champ. <laughs> as the current champ, yeah. With my three correct answers from last time out. Um, yeah, it's weird because when you gave me the question, I started to think about English teams only, but I suppose I could have gone anywhere. But uh yeah, I think when it comes to football manager, um, I do enjoy a bit of buying and selling. And so that obviously takes Spurs out of the equation because we don't buy anyone. But uh, I, I figured I'd go for Everton because they've got a squad of about 35 and it's always fun to sell Theo Walcott somewhere he clearly doesn't want to go. Um, so yeah, that, that that's weirdly enough would have been my choice. I, I do like the idea of, of taking over Everton and maybe doing the kind of job that Poch did with us and sort out the dead wood and sell them off and then f- figure out where you want to go from there. That's not a bad answer at all. No foreign teams took your fancy? Um, no, I mean, this is it, not really. I've got a team probably in, in most countries in Europe that I half follow, whether it's Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany or uh, Vitesse Arnhem in Holland. But I only really care about English football. So as, as nice as it is to know about, you know, different players and different teams, I don't, I don't really care about trying to make Werder Bremen the best team in Germany or whatever. That's fair enough. Okay, Franco, where are you? Well, I don't play the most recent Champman, but uh, for the last year or so, I, I downloaded Champman 0102, which is a <laughs> real blast from the past, but you can edit that and make yourself. So I always make myself and a few of my friends into the team, obviously make us to be incredibly good. But... Um, I remember what I used to do was, you know, you could always get create another manager to take over another team so that you could sell their players to you. <laughs> and uh, I remember one time I really wanted Thierry Henry. Don't hate me, Spurs fans, but, you know, he was he's mint on that game. So I took over Arsenal and sold Henry to Spurs for like a cut price. And then I kind of thought, well, I'll just buy loads of dross uh, and then I'll also sell all their best players to other teams. So I did that and basically got sacked, but they still managed to get relegated. So in real life, I think I'd do the same thing. I think I'd go to Arsenal, I'd just buy loads of crap, <laughs> like journeyman players for over uh, extortionate fees and then um, and sell all of their best youth and players. But to be honest, Arsenal's team so rubbish at the moment. There's not really, you'd get rid of about three players and that would be them done anyway, wouldn't it? Get rid of Aubameyang and Lacazette and one or two others and they'd be done. So that's what I'd do. I would I would go in and destroy Arsenal. I would do it to West Ham, but it doesn't really take much doing with West Ham. Does it? <laughs> no, Franco, that, that sounds like Arsenal's transfer policy. Sign old journeyman. It's just speeding up the process, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what they've been doing anyway, just do it in a season. You proper told me there, Franco, because I, I like the answer. I like the idea of just destroying Arsenal, but the, the thought of Thierry Henry in a Spurs shirt just makes me want to vomit. So I, I, 
I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, Corey, where, where, where do you see yourself uh, taking the manager's seat? Um, well, my heart says Spurs, and and obviously be, being a yid, that is that is kind of like my my first port of call. But um, history tells me that's not a good idea. In fact, I played football manager earlier on this season. <clears throat> I paid for the for the full version. God damn it, I did not foresee him handing it out free at some stage. Um, but I was sacked by Levy for lack of financial control. Um, <laughs> so that being the case, there's only one club for me. Um, there's one that's been run with complete lack of financial control, which is Man City. Unlimited funds, uh, great squad, um, a half-empty stadium. Um, they'll be right at home with the uh, if we if we end up playing behind closed doors because that's pretty much like um, the Etihad on a normal uh, Wednesday night, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, Man City, and clearly but, there's low expectations because they're not even in the Champions League now. But but cooler, I want to know who did you waste that money on? <laughs> um, who did I waste the money on? That's a very good question. I tried very hard to spend um, money, but I ended up signing some right shit because they wouldn't give me enough money to sign a, a proper good player. So I ended up signing like. Lots of just very average players. Ah, the Brendan Rodgers philosophy. Well, they. I, I remember wanting to sign like a Liverpool player like um, Mo Salad or someone like that, but they would not give me anywhere near the money to do it. So I just spent all the money on on basically players like Ender Bele, who actually hadn't signed for Spurs when I didn't. I never updated the game, so I signed like people who really signed for Spurs and they got sacked for lack of financial control, which I think is a bit hypocritical. <laughs> I, uh, I, none of you have given me the answer that I was looking for, which is obviously Port Vale. Um, but uh, I can hand out some points. I'll give two points to Caller because I, I like the, the the sheer kind of lack of, uh, lack of control at Manchester City and the fact that you can kind of do what you want. Um, and I give two points to, uh, to HG for his Everton answer. And I'm really torn with Franco because I like the idea of destroying Arsenal. But like I said, the 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 Henri, um thought of Henri in a in a Spurs shirt is is just horrible. Uh, See, so I was young. I was young and foolish. Oh, it, there's no excuse to be fair, mate. Uh, you, you you can have a you can have a solitary point for decimating Arsenal. Uh, oh, we question two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you haven't been young for years, anyway, Franco. Uh, in another story that showed Spurs in such a positive light following on from the uh, Daniel Levy wage cut fiasco, um, as I'm sure we all saw, uh, Jose Mourinho was caught with three Spurs players on a park in Barnet. It could have been worse, I suppose, uh, if you if you read the headline. Um, but what I want to know is who are the three players who really needed the extra training in the Spurs squad and uh, which player should we actually sell to Barnet? Caller. Well, firstly, imagine walking your dog. You, you, you're out walking your dog. <laughs> you, you're obeying the restrictions and you're just out for your daily exercise, which, by the way, is bizarre because everyone everyone seems to be out for daily exercise, which they weren't taking before, even the real fat people, <laughs> which, is quite, which is really amusing, I've got to be honest. Um, I'm walking past, I'm, I'm sort of jogging past people I've never seen in my life and they've got light crew and little, like, you know, sweat bands on. It's bizarre. Um so that's the first. That's the first point. So imagine you're you're one of said persons. You're out walking the dog or something. You're in your sweatbands, 
And then there's Jose barking orders at Spurs players, full kit wanker, um, <laughs> like with his his proper purple Mac on, not making any effort to like blend in on the on the field in Barnet. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Um, what I would say is the guy who does need the training, he was given the training too, which is uh, Endembele. So I suppose we should be happy that he's actually persevering with our record signing, given his uh, injury record and fitness record this season. I mean, the guy is so unfit, he makes me look like an Olympic athlete. Um, but if you were selling one to Barnet, I'd send Serge Aurier, please. He, he would, that would be his, probably his level. Okay, I, I agree with you on Endembele. It was it, in, if there's any positives to take out of this story, it's the fact that Endembele seems to be doing extra work with Jose. So uh, all good there. Not quite sure about the Aurier to Barnet, but we know my thoughts on that. HG, what 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 are you thinking? Um, well, somewhat similar to what Caller said. Although I am interested to find out what Olympic sport Caller thinks he's playing. Is it shooting? I don't know. Anyway, curling. Um, curling. curling. Yeah, yeah that, we do like to see that. Um, when it comes to the three players that were on the thing, like, like I've never been a massive fan of Sessegnon, mainly because I don't really know what he does. He can't defend, can't really attack, just seems to be a, a technically decent footballer, but with no real position. So he's the one that I'd let go to Barnet. But uh, yeah, Dombele clearly needs the fitness work. And it's interesting to see that like those three players of Dombele, Sessegnon and Sanchez were... Uh, three players that either Jose has openly slated as Man United manager when he did to Sanchez or has openly slated when he was Tottenham manager for for Dombele and Sessegnon's a bit on the outs as well. So I think that he, there's a good chance maybe that Mourinho asked a fair few others to make the journey and they said bugger off. But those three were so desperate to try staying in his good books, they probably why they did it. <laughs> it's a, it's a good point because uh, apparently uh, I think Spurs themselves said that um, it was a meet, it was meant to be a, a training session just for Ndombele but wouldn't you know Ryan Sessegnon and Davinson Sanchez just happened to walk past um, which is uh, yeah maybe a little bit difficult to believe but um, but we'll go with it uh, Franco where are you at I think I agree with HG with with Sessegnon. Um I'm not sure, you know, if he's been told to take no risk this season and, you know, hold on to the ball, because that's mostly what he's done, hasn't he? He's been playing on the wing, but not being a particularly adventurous winger. You know, obviously he's still young and he deserves time based upon that. But out of the three, I think so far he's he's definitely shown the least, so he'd be off to Barnet. Um, yeah, players that need training. I reckon Aurier needs some intensive defensive training. <laughs> fine, fine going forward, but you know, just teaching you know from the basics of training from the start, and, and it'll be an improvement. Uh, I'd say Dyer needs to work on his passing game and, and probably his mobility and his, his pace over the first couple of yards. Not a lot then. And I'm surprised that HD didn't mention Lamella needs some intensive rehab so that he can last more than like two games before getting injured again. All of those. Free, work on them and, and next season we might uh, we might have some players in there okay yeah so uh, all good answers all round really I didn't I didn't get, leave you a, a lot to play with there but uh, caller I completely get your point uh, about the full kit wanker so you can have <laughs> you can have three points the rest of you can have two so caller you're on five HG you're on four Franco you're on three um, and we move on I can't believe we're still allowed to do this I did have to check with uh, uh, Mr Jolly um, before we go to the usual question three, um, which is, uh, in fact, caller, um, let me just ask you, how, how's your bog roll sales going? Um, well, 
stabilised now. I'd say stabilised. We had a bit of a run on it. Um, but I think everyone is tucked up with toilet roll now, so we're probably not going to be selling any for quite a while. Good stuff. I'm- what was it like this week? They reckon everybody was out buying toilet roll because they've all got to eat their own cooking now. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's go to the usual question three. Um, we'll start with Franco. Franco, who is so full of shit that they used up all the bog roll? I mean, this is a tricky one. There's not really been much going on in football this week. Nobody's really said anything too stupid. It's like, I, I was thinking maybe Rooney made some stupid comments, but he also made some very good ones as well. So I won't go on him. So I'll just go on somebody I think is generally full of shit, which is uh, Alan Shearer, just as a pundit. I don't understand how people let him get chosen uh, for this career after they finish the game. I know obviously he's not going to make it as a manager after his <laughs> brief stint getting to, uh, Newcastle relegated, but I just found that from day one as a pundit, he just explains exactly what he's watching. So it's almost like he's he's as it, he's doing it for the blind people. Do you know what I mean? It's like go on, Alan, explain what's going on on the TV monitor that we're all looking at and we can all see. He just doesn't really seem to bring any real analysis and occasionally he does there's some little nuggets in there but most of the time he's just a passenger isn't he he's just on that program talking absolute nonsense and uh, and bringing nothing to it just says things like yeah he should have finished that or you know great technique it's like yeah all right cheers alan glad you're being paid like several million pounds to do a job that literally any of us could do so there you go alan shearer Terrible pundit, full of shit. It's a good answer. The only problem that I have with that is I don't know if anyone saw the um, the recent um, match of the day where they're um, trying to judge the greatest goal scorers and the greatest goalkeepers and everything else. And uh, him and Ian Wright were on the show alongside Gary Lineker where they had to choose their top 10 goal scorers. And credit where credit's due, Alan Shearer put himself top. And I think that just says a lot about the man and the fact that he was probably one of the greatest goal scorers that England have produced in that he just has this, just the utmost confidence in himself and he classed himself as the greatest goal scorer in the Premier League. And fair play. <laughs> well, so you were praising him for his arrogance. Didn't he also pick a midfield of Lampard and Gerrard, even though that was, clearly didn't work for England for the best part of a decade? I, I, I think he might well have done, but uh, to be fair, I was just, I was just completely... I, I, I was... I was quite pleased and I liked it that a, that a goal scorer had enough confidence to say, yeah, I, I was the greatest goal scorer in the Premier League. No one's better than me. Your Thierry Henry's, your Ian Wright's, your Ruud van Nistelrooy's, your Harry Kane's. Uh, I'm better than all of them. And, and and he even said at one point, I don't think my record will be broken. So um, obviously we hope Harry puts that puts that wrong. But um, fair play to him yeah. for having the confidence, I think. Uh, Caller, where are you at with this question? Oh, um, well, here's one for me. Pierce Morgan. Just because he's a self-righteous prick. (laughs) I mean, so, you know, it's bad enough that he's a gooner. But, you know, since the whole COVID crisis, he now thinks he's some sort of man of the people and bangs on on his shitty breakfast TV programme that, you know, um, I'm I'm not watching it. And, and quite frankly, anyone with half a brain cell shouldn't watch it um, because he just rants. It's embarrassing listening to him rant on about what people should and shouldn't do. Uh, you know, I think everyone's aware of what the government rules are. He sort of decides to hammer that point, point home 26 times a day because it's all he's got to talk about. The guy just talks shit for Britain day in, day out, and he's just a, a poor excuse of a human being. Um, I feel embarrassed for him more than anything, so... 
for being just a complete pompous tosser, Piers Morgan. You can't disagree with that at all. I actually feel a little bit dirty that I went to the same college as him and that my father and his father were actually friends. They used to work on Smithfield Market um, in London. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a prized tool. So uh, yeah, I'll tell you another thing about Piers Morgan. This is this is really, so someone brought it to my attention. I've recently taken up a, a Peloton cycling, which if you haven't got a Peloton bike, they're a great investment. Only two grand, absolute bargain, right? <laughs> Piers Morgan is on this TV program banging on about how great it is. It nearly made me sell my bike straight away when I found out he does it. So I looked at his stats. How do you think Piers Morgan um, fares on a bike, guys? How do you think he fares? What's the measure? Okay, well, output. So electrical output. So just, you know, <laughs> do, you, do, you think, do you think he's quick or slow or, you know, what, what do you I've, think? I've never considered anyone's electrical output on a bike, I'm afraid, mate. Well, no. okay. Do you think he's a good cyclist looking at him? No. No. Right. Thank you. That's That was the correct answer the first time, Franco. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, so his stats are sort of like top ten, top 10% of the leaderboard. I can't believe he's... I thought you genuinely were snoring for a minute, HG. It's like the grizzly Austrian bear. Shut up a minute. His stats are the top... 10% of the leaderboard, right? He's rigged his bike. There's a big thing yeah. online he's rigged his bike because you can do it. He's a cheating, scummy, gooner tool. And, 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 and he has a Peloton towel. I know. I've seen it. He put, he put a tweet on about how he's so happy to get the Peloton towel. Well, that just makes him even worse in my eyes because I can't get one. Uh, <laughs> but do you want one? Sounds like jealousy to me. I'd love a Peloton towel. Peloton, if you're listening, send me a free towel. Thank you very much. Can you source him one, Seb, please? Even if it's from anywhere. (laughs) Even if it's not official. I'd swap you for a bamboo toothbrush. (laughs) HG put me out of misery. Uh, Who's full of shit? They used up all the bog roll. (laughs) Well, (laughs) now I know that we can pick someone who has nothing to do with football, really. Um, with a list of things weirdly enough the other person who i hate is for very similar reasons that i hate brendan rogers because i just don't think they're any good and i think that you can't like, say me you can't say me all right no, that's true i mean i i did want to keep it to someone that was related to football um so i was gonna go this time for mr cowman himself ronald Koeman. um i just i don't see what the fuss is with him he seems to have gone around Europe as a manager. As a player, I don't think we can really argue with the type of player he was. He was class, won the European Cup for Barcelona, um, obviously scored that famous free kick um, against England in 93. But as a manager, totally living off a reputation, not really done anything as a manager. Um, weirdly enough, I think he was the one who took over after Poch left Southampton and lived off that glory for a while. So he ended up getting the Everton job and started the, the the ruinous thing they've been on the last two or three years with Cumin and then Allardyce and then Marco Silva spending money all over the place. But uh, yeah, Ronald Cumin, I, I don't I, I don't really know what the fuss is. So whenever he talks, I mean he's, he's Dutch and so he's you know always tells the truth and is very honest in in the things that he talks. But I just I don't I don't really see what it is. So to me, whatever he says to chairman to get jobs, what I'm is he the Dutch manager now? I just don't. I don't really know what he's done. Um, so he's either got photos on everyone, or he's completely full of shit. So I'm going to go with he's full of shit. 
I, I like it, and I, and I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm a- I, I, I will say, in Kuman's defence, the best thing he ever did, and having lived in Holland, uh, every single Dutch person knows what I'm going to talk about, but um, when he was a player for the Dutch national team, they were, they were going to play Germany, I think, and he was pictured wiping his ass with a Germany shirt. Now, obviously, <laughs> everyone in Europe hates the Germans for various reasons. Pretty much every country I've ever lived hates the Germans for various reasons, whether it's the Dutch, the Polish, the Austrians. The Austrians have a, well, we won't go in their relationship with the Germans, but pretty much most countries that I've ever lived in have a, an awkward relationship with the Germans. And for Koeman to do that publicly um, was pretty funny, but that's pretty much all he's ever done. Because since you since you quit as a player, nothing. There's nothing going on there at all. Apologies there to our uh, thousands of German listeners, but obviously, um, yeah, I get your answer. Um, I think we'll give Franco two points for his Alan Shearer answer. Uh, HG, you can have two points for Ronald Koeman. Call it. You've 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 done yourself proud because you've uh, you've kind of picked someone that I have. Uh, a little bit of knowledge of and a little bit of a connection with so you can have four points you're actually storming it caller on your on your first time on the show so you're on you're on nine franco you're on five hg you're on six and we'll move on to question four uh let's go into the future um i know we're kind of all desperate for it or i think we are i want you to imagine the glorious time when football is back it's behind closed doors, but this means the TV stations have gone to town. Every Premier League game is going to be shown throughout the day, starting from seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, live kickoff. I think it's going to be something like Southampton versus Norwich or something, but hey, it's football. Uh, and the last game of the day is Spurs versus Man United. I want you to describe your football field day to me. Uh, do you just stay on the sofa all day? Are you on the beer from seven o'clock in the morning? Is this the best day of the year? Uh, HG, talk me through it. Can you imagine... After however many months we're going to be without football, when the first game back is Southampton versus Norwich, I mean, really, can you imagine that the viewing figures for that game will be through the roof? But that's because someone will just be happy to watch something. Um, twenty hours of football, ten games is obviously about twenty hours worth of football. It's a lot of time, um, but I would, you know, I'm, I'm a, I try to be a healthy living man, at least in the fact that I only eat crap as opposed to drink it, but. Uh, I, I I would want to watch every game, so I'd probably just you know, banish my wife and daughter from the living room and close all the curtains and try and make it as dark as possible, stick the beamer on and, and watch every game. So um, I'd, I'd have my lovely Poang chair from Ikea. You've got to love those Poang chairs. I've always had one for maybe the last 25 years or so. Um, and between each game, I'd then allow my, my wife and daughter to come in and, you know, food and hugs and you know whatever they want to share with me is great before I banish them again um, but yeah, like it's just I, I still weirdly enough I think it would be the worst day of the year like I'd do it of course I would do it but it's kind of like those people who watch the Oscars at like three o'clock in the morning like they know beforehand that it's not exciting but for some reason they've told themselves that they're gonna do it they're gonna get up and sit and watch this nonsense of like, you know, people just saying how great they are and thanking these people that no one watching at home has ever heard of. So I just, it, it, it's not fun, but you, you guess you'd have to do it. You would be getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch Southampton versus Norwich, even though you know it's almost certainly going to finish nil-nil and you'll regret it straight afterwards. I think you're right. How do you think it'd sound with no people in the stadium at all? It'd be like every Arsenal game, wouldn't it? <laughs> That <laughs> is the right answer. Uh, Franco, uh, what's your opinion? 
Yeah, I mean, you've, you've stolen my joke, but <laughs> I mean, Cordero did it for Man City. That's the thing, for Arsenal games, Man City games, it would make no difference. But having watched that Dortmund game um, in the qualifying against PSG, that was a bit weird, uh, just with, with no real crowd apart from the noise from the bench. So, yeah, it's going to be odd when it comes back on. So I, I don't think I'll be watching the full spectacle. Maybe I'll just um, keep my keep my powder dry for the Spurs game and, and just pretend that's like the first game back. And it'd be massive. That's the thing. We've got a huge game. If we if we do get back to finishing this season, it will be a massive game. And um, yeah, I, I still imagine I'll, I'll probably, whenever I get up, I'll just have the TV on all day, walk in and out, checking on the scores and then get fully settled for the Spurs match. That'll be it, mate. So, and and do you think the day will end in disappointment as usual? <laughs> of course it will. I mean, no, it'll probably be a nil-nil draw, won't it? So both, everyone will be disappointed. <laughs> there was something quite comforting, I think, about just uh, just just kind of business as usual. You know, it's what we're all missing at the end of the day. So uh, just getting back to a, a normality, building up the whole day. Spurs kick off about four or six o'clock and uh, by eight o'clock you wish you'd, ne- you'd never got up. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can see that happening. Uh, caller, how's your day sounding? I, I can't contemplate this. I really can't. I don't think football should resume without a live crowd. Anyone who saw the England match that they played behind closed doors where you could just hear a few pissed-up England fans outside the stadium um, for the full 90 minutes would, would testify that closed-door football is bloody awful. And, and plus, here's another rant. Why on earth did this have to happen? I've been on the waiting uh, list for a Spurs season ticket for 10 years. I finally get one. I'm looking forward to going to my first game as a season ticket holder because I got one late in the season. And then this happens. It's a disgrace. (laughs) It's an absolute disgrace. But worst case scenario, if it did happen, I'd probably make myself a bacon sandwich, sit in my man cave, getting wasted, and then watch us lose, which would be my standard uh, match day routine when I'm at home. Let's get down there with a megaphone caller and we get outside the ground and get ourselves on we TV. T- that's not a bad shout, actually. That's probably <laughs> the most fun you could have. We'll watch it on our phones outside and then when anything's going, just boo players. Boo! I- I'm up for that. I'll do that. <laughs> I think it, it, makes you, it makes you wonder which stadium they're going to pick. Because if it's behind closed doors, then strictly speaking, they could pick, like, York. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some some random ground that's only got three sides because they they haven't finished building the fourth yet, but they can't because construction is not allowed to work or whatever's going on over there. And so you, you basically just clamber over a couple of couple of wire fences to watch the game. That's just well. There was talk. There was talk, as Donald Trump would say, that it was being played in China. <laughs> China. China. Guys, I like all your answers. I can't really separate the points, but HG, you could earn yourself an extra point. Can you tell me what a Poang chair is, please? I have no idea. You don't know what a Poang chair is? No idea. I don't know either. Kind of like rocking chairs, aren't they? Old people. Oh, is that the rocking chair? It's not a rocking chair. Like, it bends, (laughs) but it bends because I'm fat, not because it's designed to. But, like, (laughs) it's one of those chairs where you can, if you want to, Rock yourself a little bit, yes, but it's not—it's not a rocking chair. It's not like one of those ones that's like got skis that you can you, put backwards and forwards on. But, are you in but, it now? No, no, I'm not in it. We've, we've we've got two at home, and we love them. I've got—I bought one, a little one for my daughter. She's got her own. They are great, comfortable little things, and they've been. I've like, seen these chairs. Yeah, I've seen them. Like I, IKEA sell different stuff most of the time. I think these chairs have been consistently high sellers. 
for. But like I say, yeah, Ikea, if you want to send me a new one, please do so. Let's follow the callers lead and try and get some kind of free stuff from doing Meatballs. the pod. Send me meatballs. They're good. <laughs> I like Ikea meatballs. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. But like... Yeah, 90% horse, but that's all good. Tesco hey, lasagna, yeah. wasn't it? I can't give you an extra point for that because you just sound like you're rocking yourself off in the corner, which is not a great image, I've got to be honest. So, uh, HG, you're on nine points. Franco, you're on eight points. Corley, you're still steaming ahead on 12. Uh, Let's get to the last standard question. Um, As I'm sure you've seen, uh, there's a a few points up for grabs here, actually, boys, so pay attention. Uh, As I'm sure you've seen, there have been plenty of Facebook quizzes um, and tag a mate type questions going around uh, during the lockdown. Um, one of the best is uh, create your own football team by tagging your friends. So uh, I want to get personal. Lads, I want you to nominate your fellow cheeseheads in the following roles with a reason why. You need to pick a manager for the team, a star striker and a kit man. HG. Okay, so let's go from worst to first, shall we? Um, kit man. Um, that has to go to Mr. Jolly. Um, the the work ethic needed to be a kit man, the organisational skills needed to be a kit man. Clearly, the fact that he only speaks English and a little bit of Korean on the side, perfect for every single kit man game, especially one at Spurs, so he can have conversations with Sonny. Um, he would be definitely my kit man. Um, I just think he's got you know the shoulders to carry all those bags as well. Um, <laughs> when it comes to striker. I'm going to go with the uh, the big Brazilian, Brendan. Um, I'm sure he's learned a few things since living out there, and I just think that uh, some of those Samba skills would come in handy when you're up against terrible defenders like Maya Yoshida. He's another one who's just rubbish. Um, and when it comes to manager, I would have to go for the uh, the cute, the, 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 the clueless yank himself, uh, Father Nick. Because he and I tend to agree on almost everything, and who doesn't want to get managed by someone you actually agree with? Be happen. Be nice to happen in your life at least once, right? Where your manager isn't a complete prat. So um, I, I would go with Nick for that one. So where you say your manager HG? Where do you see yourself? Oh, I'm a centre half. Absolutely. I've always no centre half. I've always enjoyed. Um, being the type of person who stops the ones who think they know everything but clearly don't. So in this case, uh, yeah, centre-half is, is my position. I've got the size for it. I'm good with my head. You don't have to worry about it. I, I can kick it far like most good defenders do. You know, I'm never in doubt because I do always kick it out. And, uh, yeah, I'd be a centre-half, definitely. Okay, okay. I like those answers. It all makes sense. Franco, take note. What are your answers, pal? Um well, I'd have HG as the manager just so we can actually see whether any of his uh, formations actually work. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, we're guaranteed that if uh, HG had, if we played HG's formations, the result would have been better for us. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to test that theory out, uh, give him the opportunity to step up. Um, striker, I'd probably have Cooler up front because he's been putting in the miles on his Peloton bike in an attempt to get fit. And uh, he's telling us that he's shedding the pounds. So, I'd like to see him putting a shift in up front. And he's, you know, probably fits the bill as a big target man as well. So, yeah, cooler up front doing the Andy Cowell role. It's a good choice. Um, it's a good choice. Yeah. And then, Seb, I'd probably have you as the kit man because, you know, for your job, that's what you do. You source things from far afield. So I'd like you to find us some high-quality retro kits or something that we're <laughs> pretty, pretty dashing in. 
a good answer and not 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 bad at all getting all of the current contestants into your answer so uh there, franco well played all of where, yeah. what's your answer uh well if we start with the kit man um i've got hg down as the kit man just because i'd enjoy him seeing him wash some laundry really <laughs> get the stains out of my shorts hg Oh, they're not grass stains. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you Um, you actually think that kit men do the washing? Well, look, this my club. club. It's my club. You're doing the washing. There's no money in football in the future. Who needs to fucking cut costs? Um, Up top, I've gone for um, Mr. Burrows because basically I, I kind of thought... Out of all of the cheese room team, he's probably about the only one in decent enough shape to uh, run around lots. Um, which, which, let's face it, if you if it was the cheese room team, the ball would be being sprayed everywhere. So you're going to need that athleticism. Um, shout out to Mr. Burrows. And um, as for the manager, um, I've actually gone for the same as HG here um, for different reasons, really, not because I always agree with him because I don't. Um, but he could summon the Lord in his pre-match team talks. He's used to giving a sermon, and and if Jesus is on your side, what could actually go wrong the man city in the league most years so yeah obviously it does help there you go boom <laughs> good answer <laughs> okay so uh i've got to say franco i, I really liked your answer it's very clever getting uh, you know getting everyone into your uh into your three there so franco you're storming through you're on 14 but calling you on 15 hg you're lagging behind slightly now on 12 as we go into the, the defend the statement round um, just checking, Corley, you've heard this. You know what you're doing. You know what you've got to do. No, not at all. Okay, so I'm going to read you a statement and you have to defend it. Uh, you've, got, you've got to defend it for at least 30 seconds <laughs> and you've got to defend it whether you agree or disagree with it or not. Um, the likelihood is you are going to disagree with it, but you have to Fine. agree. Okay? No problem. Do you want yeah. someone else to go first? I'll give you the opportunity to hear someone else have a go before you... Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. I'm fine. Okay, HG, you've done a couple of these, so you know what you what you're dealing with. Uh, are you ready for your statement? Yeah, go for it. Okay, yours is. Uh, I have no issue with Daniel Levy furloughing staff as long as he uses the money saved in the right way. I demand the cheese room is installed immediately alongside a twenty foot high bronze statue of Joe Lewis. Well, yeah, he can do with his money what he wants. So I don't really care what he, what happens. It's his money. If he wants to decide to make a nice bronze statue of the, the tiny Joe Lewis, what is he? Five foot four, lower than that. Um, so yeah, if he wants to make a, a, a nice cheap bronze statue, maybe one like the Statue of Liberty that turns green over time, that 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 would work well. And I'm sure that's exactly what they would do. They're not interested in making making something that's going to last for you know the next fifty, sixty years. They want to try and sell it on later. So if it, if it looks good, but then uh, then the de- deteriorates over the next five or ten years, and that would be perfect for Levy. Um, whatever he does with Levy's money is up to Levy. Um, I really go to see. The team anyway, I've really spent any money in a club shop, so no skin off my nose, whatever they choose to do. Oh, not bad, but it did. I, I could sense that it, it, it didn't make you feel very nice so, <laughs> saying, saying that. Um, Caller, you're up next, mate. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, yours is as follows All managers, whether football related or in store retail, are micro-fascists carrying out their own agendas, often to the detriment of their staff and sometimes even the whole country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Well, look, the manager's the manager, so it's actually not really up to them to justify their decisions to Joe Public 
or the the wider population. So, if, you know, if a supermarket manager or a football manager make a decision regarding um, a player or sacking someone, that's completely up to them. Um, some people might see it as fascist. I would see it that actually they're probably acting in the interests of their employer and defending the brand. So I, I just think that, unfortunately, people who are very small-minded don't often see it from the same perspective as the person in charge, and that person is me. <laughs> that was that was a very good effort. I was going to say, are you talking about yourself or Jose there? But uh, obviously, you wrapped that up at the end. So fair play. Uh, I like that answer. As a first attempt on defending the statement, you, you've done very well. Franco, I hope you're listening in. How, how are you feeling? Yeah, great. <laughs> okay. Give him a Tory policy, for God's sake. He'll love it. Okay. Franco, are you ready? Yeah. The best thing about where I live is being so close to West Ham. You don't see David Moyes out with his players in Stratford Park, and compared to our lot, Sullivan are a credit to the game. I love living in Stratford in such close proximity to West Ham fans because they are salt-of-the-earth fans. Uh, you know... They, they turn up in great numbers to every single game, even though they're absolutely terrible. And uh, even when they're fighting relegation on a regular basis, they still manage to get at least three quarters of their stadium full. And when they can only see the game from like half a mile away in the top of the stand, it's full credit to their, uh, their love for their team. And, you know, what great chairman they've got. It's such pillars of the community that they've provided uh, the people of East London with all sorts of sex toys and uh, <laughs> <laughs> vibrators, dildos, etc. So, yeah, I, I love being so close to them. And it's great that they got a stadium for absolutely free, paid absolutely no money, all at taxpayers' expense, especially £40 million worth of Newham taxpayers specifically. So I contributed to it. So I am overjoyed. Did that make you feel a little bit dirty? I was just going to go be a bit sick. Yeah, I could I could sense it. I could sense the bile rising in your mouth, mate, to be fair. But you, you did very well. Um, look, no mucking about. Franco, that was that was great. And your, your last two answers have put you through to the quiz round. And uh, caller as well. I've got to be honest, mate. First time attempt and you, you, have, you absolutely smashed it. So you're through to the final. HG, your time as a champion. I'm sure you're not that disappointed, but your time as champ is over. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. I won it by default, and uh, it looks like we're going to lose it by default. So, uh, perfect. We all know who the real champion is. We know why you gave it to me initially. And uh, I'm happy to keep my belt, and you can you know, pass it around to whoever you want. But it's like the unofficial World Cup. doesn't really matter unless it's against the champion. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, pal. That's uh, okay. That's, that's good. I like it. I like it. Bow out graciously. Um, uh, I've got... Uh, caller as the as the the current uh, guy in front. So, caller, do you want to go first or second on this quiz round? I mean, I'll go first. I've scored quite well so far on the assumption that I can chat shit, but when it comes to fact, I'm, I'm going to struggle. So, carry on. Okay, right. I need to make this clear, guys. You've got ninety seconds. Okay, any umin and are in is just eating into your time. Uh, and just to let you know, Caller, you are actually one point ahead as it stands at the moment, okay? Fine margins. Fine margins, indeed. Are you ready for your 90 seconds? Go for it. Okay, and um, time starts now. Who currently wears the number 17 shirt? Don't know. Move on. Okay, question number two. It's Moussa Sissoko, by the way. Apart from David Bentley and Aaron Lennon, name another of Spurs goal scorers in the famous 4 all draw with Arsenal. Uh, 
Peter Crouch? No, you could have had Bent or Genus. Uh, name the goal scorer when Spurs drew at home to Wolves in the 1972 UEFA Cup final to win on aggregate. That was the home game. Not a clue. Wasn't born. Uh, Alan Mullery. When Spurs beat Wigan 9-1, what colour kit were Wigan wearing? Oh, God. Blue? Uh, it was orange. Uh, who managed the club from 1994 to 1997? From 1984 to when? 1984 to 1997. Terry Venables. Uh, no, it's Jerry Francis. Who was the last keeper to wear the number one shirt before Hugo Lloris? Paul Robinson. Uh, no, it's Gomez. Uh, Spurs' biggest win is nine. Uh, sorry, Spurs' Euro- biggest European win is nine nil over Keflavik. But where is Keflavik? Uh, out of Mongolia. Uh, it's Iceland. Uh, when Spurs beat Apoel Nicosia 3-0 in December 2017, Lorente Son and who else scored? Mm, Ericsson. It was in Kudu. Uh, where are Spurs currently in the league? Eighth. And lastly, which Spurs player scored for England in Euro 2016? 20 what, sorry? Euro 2016. Kane. Uh, it was Eric Dyer. Um, you, sc- you scored one. Yeah, it's a free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't anticipate much, to be honest, and I didn't disappoint myself. <laughs> set, the, set the bar low. It probably didn't help the fact I had HG blasting easy, easy. Down, even though I, I obviously do know Moose is a player 17, but he's not my favourite man in the world, is he? So there you go. Okie dokie. So, Franco, you need. Three to win out of your ten. How are you feeling? Jeez. Uh, still not confident, to be fair. Okay. I've, <laughs> I've really tried to kind of not make these too difficult, like across the board, as, as you know, um, callers' questions as well. So let's see how we get on. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, go, go, go. Okay. Time starts now. Who currently wears the number 52 shirt? Um, uh, skip. No, it's Troy Parrott. Who scored the winning goal when Spurs came from 2-0 down to beat Arsenal 3-2 in November 2010? Van der Vaart. It was the ball. Uh, who scored Spurs' away goal when they drew one all in the first leg of the 1984 UEFA Cup final? Uh, Miller. Yes. What colour was Spurs <laughs> wearing when they won the FA Cup in 1982? Y- yellow. Yes. Who managed the club from 2001 to 2003? That, I don't know. That was Hoddle. Uh, which American striker wore the number two shirt for Spurs? I don't know. Couldn't hear you. <laughs> Dempsey. Uh, Harry Kane is Spurs' leading European scorer, but who is second on the list? Um, don't know. Okay, you've got one more question because your time's about to go. Lucas scored a hat-trick against Huddersfield in a 4-0 four four win last season. Who scored the other goal? Um, I know... Um, uh, uh, fuck uh, plays in centre midfield uh, Wanyama yes he's won the day. yes <laughs> have it okay. they were way easier than mine way easier what just because you were at that game corner no no there was two or three I could have got then I would have got Jerry Francis and fucking right what do I win well Franco you're the winner mate I don't by hook or by crook you, you came through right from the back and you've uh, you've taken it at the death so well done some redemption at last. I'm a bit gutted. Come back. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, top quiz, Seb, as always, and um, some good debate and points put together, everybody. Uh, thanks ever so much for putting that together, Seb. No problem at all, guys. I hope you enjoyed it.
yeah, and we'll look out for number four in a week or so time when we're all bored of lockdown again. Uh, HG, cheers all the way from Vienna. You, you'll be allowed to go to the shop soon, apparently. Yeah, 400 square metres or less, all the shops are open from Tuesday, apparently, here. So that would be a bit weird. Nice, as long as you go down with your mask on. And uh, Cooler, well, I'm not going to talk about shopping with you, but get on your peloton, mate, and uh, we'll see you up front in our five-a-side team soon. I've just, I've just devastated my lack of histrionic Spurs knowledge has shown through. I'm off to read the Encyclopedia of Spurs. To be fair, I did a bit of reading up. It's the only reason I got Miller because I looked, <laughs> I'd looked up on all of our recent <laughs> cup wins and stuff like that, so I knew some stuff. <laughs> it's the yellow, yellow kit was a good one as well. Cause I know, I didn't know that. I just figured if it's not it's, gonna be like it's gonna white, be yellow, yeah, I know, it's yeah, it's gonna be the yellow one. I had memories of it, but. Oh. Uh, so yeah, lucked out on that one. And in fairness, it is gone eleven o'clock at night. So you know, it's not when my, most people's brains are the sharpest. But good effort, everybody. All right, thanks ever so much for listening, listeners, and uh, look out for some more shows coming up. We've got loads of things in the pipeline to keep you occupied during lockdown, and uh, until the football season starts again. But um, until next time, come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.